all of our blogging partners too. You know, especially Kane is like they, they've been there for a long time covering the Timberwolves. Welcome to episode 110 of Wolves Cast. The show that once again has won City Page's Worst of the Twin Cities Award for Most Terrible Podcast. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. And I'm Scott. And it's just nice to be mentioned. Yeah. You know, just, it's great to be acknowledged. We're just, we're just happy to be here. You know, that, that's all it is. We, we like City Pages. And yeah, they keep telling us that we're the most terrible podcast in the city. And every year we aspire to that win that award again. And yeah. So, you know, it's three times running right now. We've been around for four seasons. Uh, won it three times in a row. So... Our guarantee of low quality is that we're going to try and aim for that again next year. There's a lot of competition out there for most terrible podcast, and we're just going to keep on coming and uh, trying to produce bad stuff. Also, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, I know uh, for newcomers, the strange, mysterious voice you hear on the podcast. Hello, hello. None other than my older brother Neil Olstad. I know it's me. He's not, you know, my usual co-host. As a missed Robert two weeks. with an H, uh, but. You know, if you've been around for long enough, you know that uh, Neil and I started this podcast together back when, and it's nice to have Neil back in the continental United States. Uh, welcome back, Neil. Thank you. Our fish and chips aren't as good. No. And our, that's about we don't it. have as many pubs. <laughs> and we don't say words like aluminium as cute. Ooh, yeah. I love, other I love than aluminium. That, you're back in the land of pro basketball. Oh, yes. You don't have to watch playoff games at like two in the morning, right? Yeah. No more, uh, no more early morning basketball. No more editing shows in a van or in a plane. I'm back in the house. By the way, thanks for that. I have computers yeah. at my access. I work at a radio station, and still, nah. I will. Neil's on on tour, living in a van, and I'm just like, you know what, Neil? Why don't you edit this? Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'm actually will take that one. I mean, I think I'm. I'm kind of particular about it. You so, sure are. Yeah. So uh, you know, I'm all over that. That's all good. Plus, it's it's easy. I got it on my iPad, and it's an easy situation. But yeah, we're back uh, together again. The season is over um, for the Timberwolves, but our podcast continues. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, you, you might not have thought of the Timberwolves for a few days. I understand. We all need a break after it's been the a season. The playoffs have started without the Wolves. But we haven't stopped thinking about them. No, you know, they're no. always on our hearts, always on our minds. Yeah. And, you know, the season never stops for us, despite the fact that we don't record a podcast every week in the so, offseason. So, yeah, but, after a week off, we're back with another episode of Wolves Cast. And today on the show, we're going to kind of recap the season a little bit. We have some uh, season recap segments. Instead of week recap, we'll do a little se- season recap. Um, of course, course, uh, we'll do full court press and get some news items about uh, GM things and Jeff Teague surgery and uh, some other things. And then uh, we have a, a sponsor, as we usually do, uh, a segment this week, uh, Mailbag. Thank you to everybody who sent in their questions. We'll get to, if you sent them in, uh, we'll probably get to yours. Weekly Wolfies, a game. It's going down right now on Wolvescast. Scott, how, well, let's just dig right in, right? Let's get to the, let's get to the season recap. What a season. Let's talk about what happened. What a season. Wow. What a season indeed. What a strange. You know, here's the thing about Timberwolves. Here's the thing about Timberwolves basketball, Neil, is that we've been terrible more seasons than we've been adequate. We we've been terrible more seasons than we've been even mediocre, but we've never been boring. We are very rarely boring, my friend. Yeah, and this season, you know, wasn't weird because of necessarily the the wins and losses or maybe even what happened on the court, but it was all the off-court drama that really, I think, uh, you know, made this season what it was and really defined this season. So, yeah. And you know what? It's crazy. 30th season for the Timberwolves this year. 
And there's only been 10 seasons in our team's history where we won more than 36 games. <laughs> so really, this is the wow. 11th best si- season in Timberwolves history. Wow. And you were there for it. It's in like the best third. Yeah. Right? That's it's in right. the top third. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Just about. I mean, there's 30. So yeah, yeah, it's just outside the top yeah. t- third. But yeah. Uh, you know, so you saw something that was not nearly close to the worst Timberwolves seasons. You know, even with all that madness going on, we still managed to eke out 36 wins. Yeah, 36 and 46, 11th in the Western Conference. Um, so the Wolves will, you know, they go into the lottery with the 10th best draft uh, odds or whatever. So and you can rely good. on us to break it down. You know, oh yeah, as much as we'll Neil, there. as much as Neil and I know about professional hoops, we're even more knowledgeable about college hoops. Everyone oh. says we're the scouting geniuses. The prep hoops experts. That's right. So you know we have a just a, high school a bounty of uh, no. You could be a prep anytime, okay. Okay, in my good. opinion. Thank you. Thank and you, you know, uh, you know I've known a lot a of preppy college students, <laughs> but uh, you know you can rely on Neil and I to give you the most accurate, most insightful draft coverage coming up. But we'll this is not a day for looking forward, except for full court press where we might yeah. talk about future GMs yeah. and future Def Teak. But this is a day for looking back. Yeah, we're looking back. All right. So uh, yeah. 11th in Western Conference, 36-46, 28th in league-wide attendance. So that's kind of, uh, you know, that was something that, you know, when when uh, Thibodeau was fired and, and Butler was traded and stuff, that was kind of like a, a talking point of like, Glenn Taylor's not happy about the attendance and the booing and all the disgruntled fans. Well, the fans stayed disgruntled the whole season, as it turns out. <laughs> yeah, let me riff on this while you look up the road attendance for the oh, Timberwolves road real attendance, quick. Because yeah. I know in the first half of the season, we were actually the best in terms of road attendance, and that was my my point was that Derrick Rose is one of the most popular players in the league and yeah. so everyone was showing up for the road games because it was like when the Timberwolves come to town Derrick Rose comes to town um, but in terms of home attendance it seems like it was a really a season of uh, you know, big games where a lot of people came and then games where nobody came. It wasn't like there was a steady, like, you know, 10,000 there every night. Some games would have, you know, like almost sold out for the big name tickets the weekends, but a week night at Target Center, it was just a good yeah, luck getting desolate. people to show up. So I think that was kind of the remarkable thing about attendance is that it wasn't just like an average. It was big highs and very t- low lows. You Wolves know? were 21st in road attendance. Wow, that so, really yeah, fell. I guess, you know, but that just shows you once Derrick Rose got injured, no one wanted to show up for the Wolves anymore. They were, you know, in the first half of the season, like I said, we were in the top. For road 20, 28th for home and, and, a, and a much better 22nd <laughs> or whatever for, well, for road. You know, so. We can still say that's, you know, also the Carl Anthony Towns factor. Yeah. Like yep. I remember when the Bucks were terrible and you and I went to every Bucks game when they were in town because we wanted to see Giannis. Yeah. And so, you know, one the true NBA fans show up. So the Wolves, uh, they won 11 fewer games than last year. And I looked up some other teams that, that you know, won, uh, you know, excuse me, that won fewer games uh, uh, this season uh, than us. And then Cleveland really stood out there are four teams that lost more games uh, uh, this year than last year, more than the Wolves. So the Wolves, uh, you know, they had, uh, what, 47 last year, and now they're down to 36. It's kind of interesting because the jump we made from, you know, the the season before Jimmy got here, we increased our win total by 16 wins, which is unheard of. Yeah. It's really hard to increase your win total by 16 wins unless you go from the Cavs not having LeBron to the Cavs having LeBron. Um so it's crazy that we jumped up by 16 and then we fell by 11. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just up and down. Well, we still won five more games than the season before Jimmy got here. Yeah. So yeah, the Cavs were the big winner, or the big losers there. I guess that's the losing LeBron and pretty much Kevin Love for the whole season. I remember right there. They, they went from fifty down to nineteen. I remember before the <laughs> season, I confidently picked the over for two teams. I said the Bucks are going to win way more than they're projected to. And the Cavs are also going to be an over because they've got Kevin Love and Kyle Korver and professional Ooh. players. So <laughs> I would I would have won a lot of money on the Bucks and probably lost that same <laughs> amount of money on the Cavs. So, you know, gambling. Uh, the Wolves were uh, finished the season 13th in offense, 24th in defense, and that left them at 23rd in net rating with a 1.6 net rating. Um, so, yeah, the Wolves had above average uh, offense and uh, one of the worst defenses. I feel like league. that's still a better defensive rating than we had last year, though. Like last year we had like a top. Where they fi- last year we had like a top five, top five offense. offensive yeah. and then a top bo- a top a low five. You know, a yeah, bottom I can't five. Quite remember, it was in the mid twenties. It might have been like no, twenty seconds. I, I think it was like twenty seven. Yeah, <laughs> you know, honestly. Yeah. So once again, offensive defensive rating are flawed, but it does give you a ballpark estimate of where we're at. And you know, even throughout, you know, until the last month of the season, we were pretty firmly around like fifteenth to eighteenth in the league. And then, you know, obviously, you lose some games towards the end of the season. You're talking about defense or offense? No, just both net. Oh, net, net yeah, rating. yeah, 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 exactly. We were much more around average for most of the season. Last month, we lost a lot of games. Yeah, that's good for our lottery pick, but yeah, uh, it also hurts your net rating a little bit. Yeah, they let those injuries, you know, go shut on down Taj. Yeah. We shut, shut down a lot of guys. Shut down you a lot know, of guys. Even let towns, the young guys play. Even Towns for those last couple games. Yeah, Towns didn't play. Um, some other stats uh, that defined this season. These are things that we kind of talked about for most of the season. So we'll go through them quick. They kind of held to form. There weren't too many surprises. You know, there weren't too many things that like, oh, this changed. Statistics are fun. So the Wolves pretty much were rough defensive team all season, um, but a lot of that came from like how, how they did not limit their their opponents to, to shooting poor percentages. Basically, they let their opponents go crazy from three. Um, they were 29th in opponent three point makes um, I think per game this season from from three. I'm just I'm just spinning off the top of my head. Were yeah. the Bucks like 30th? They were last. Yeah, yep. they were I last. Just looked it up. The, they, Bucks, they, the Bucks allow more three, so it's not like and a they're death the best now. defense. It's not they? a death now. They're the they're best defense. Defense. They're a great defense. Top yeah. five defense, if yeah. not the best defense. Great but yet protection. they allow the highest shooting percentage from three. So, so it, it's not necessarily the only sign of good no. or bad. But, but in, term, in terms of the Wolves, yeah. It's not <laughs> like we were so good elsewhere that we were trying to force them into three-point shots or anything. It was mostly a, a function of us not being able to rotate like we want to. Yeah, 25th in opponent uh, E field goal percentage. So That stands know, for effective field effective goal Effective field goal percentage, which uh, you know factors in the three-point uh, percentage as well. As so free throw shooting free throw well. that is true shooting that factors in true shooting. Ah, yeah. thank you yeah that's the difference between e, uh, e field goal and true shooting look this up today e field goal is just um two point and three point whereas true shooting also works in the free throw i already have my head in baseball season <laughs> my fantasy team is doing poorly um on offense the wolves were a poor shooting team they're 20 what they were 25th in uh e field goal um knock and, me over with a feather neil and when you account in for that true shooting they got a little bit better but not much 22nd in true shooting and they were 26th in the league in three-point attempt rate. So yeah, Which that, that, is bad, but still an improvement. Still growing. Still an improvement. Think, We're heading in the right direction. If you just look at the raw numbers of total made threes, I think it was a record year for the, for the yeah, franchise. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. Like, yeah. Unfortunately, the rest of the league is also expanding in that direction. I mean, I think the Rockets have beat their own record for three-pointers uh, <laughs> like five or six times this season. So it's something where, you know, we have, have gone from a walk to like a brisk trot in terms of three-pointing shooting, and the rest of the league has gone from a uh, run to a full-out sprint in terms of three-point shooting. 
Yeah, so the Wolves, um, you know, and rebounding was a big, also a, a strange thing that was that was happening all season with the Wolves. Um, you know, they were a terrible defensive rebounding team, 27th in defensive rebounding percentage. This was something that we followed all year and was probably the most infuriating part of the Wolves, like just watching their games. Yeah. Uh, other you, than obviously the injuries and there's like uh, Tibbs and Butler, all, the, all that stuff is aside. If we're just talking about like how the team played on the court, not being able to get a damn defensive rebound all season was infuriating. <laughs> I think of the Portland game where Enos Cantor just killed Cat at the end of the yeah. season, but not just that, but it is something where it's like, what's going on? Cat is one of the best rebounders in the league. Taj is no slouch. Um, Wiggins has been terrible, but he stepped it up and had his best rebounding season ever. And so it's just like, this is an area where the Timberwolves, I mean, I get why we're not good at three-point shooting. We don't have the roster. We don't have the personnel, but we did have the personnel for rebounding. So, I mean, that was maybe the number one indicative factor during games where I'm like, are we going to win or lose this game? I look at the rebounding stats and sure enough, when we lost the rebounding battle, that was usually the, the you know, the, the death knoll. Yeah. Well, and what's weird about though is like just rebounding in general is like, okay, but like you had to break it down further than that because defensively they were terrible. Offensively, they were fourth in the league in offensive rebounding percentage. So they were great on the O boards, you know, towns getting put back. Like you said, Taj and other players getting put backs, but they couldn't box out on defense for to save their lives. So Which it's is so weird because yeah. it's usually the kind of thing where it's like crash the defensive glass. But some teams are like, you know what? We don't care about offensive rebounds. Get back. Yeah, get get back. back on yeah. defense. Yeah. And it's just the opposite for the Wolves. We're like, don't get back on defense. Really crash hard. And when, you know, there's a defensive board, why don't you just leak out on offense? Oh, wait, they got the second chance point, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the Wolves, to, to be able to have that 13th best offense in the league, really, you know, without, you know, we talked about how they had a poor uh, shooting percentage and didn't really shoot the three that well. But what did buoy them and get them up to that, that 13th was being ninth in free throw rate that's a that's a, a, a easy way to be super efficient with the basketball get to the free throw line and the wolves did that so and that was sort of their saving grace that's been a calling card of the wolves offense for yeah. five six seven yeah. years now Butler like last year back in the kevin yeah. love years that yeah. was what we were best at was wiggins used to, to be good at it wiggins used to be great at it yeah <laughs> absolutely so um it's nice to see that still holds up as an Towns identity an offensive yeah. identity of this team is getting yeah. to the line um, and also, I think like if you looked at the flip side of that, I don't think we committed that many fouls. I think we're probably no, in the bottom right. third of the league of yeah. fouls committed. So at least we have an edge in that regard. So, I mean, I know Carl Anthony Trowns tried to set a personal record in fouls given this season. <laughs> Uh, yep. But the rest of the league, uh, excuse me, the rest of the team wasn't too foul prone. Yes, that was that was nice to have the, to have that free throw rate. And also, to not be fouling when we're talking about like saying goodbye to the season. Rest in peace to my theory that Towns was fouling early in games to, to control his minutes. Yeah, to be like, you know what, Tibbs lower got, minutes this year. Yeah, last year, well, yeah. I mean, everyone kind of did, but yeah. I just felt like, especially when Tibbs was, you know, the coach, it was like, oh, I'm going to pick up two fouls in the first quarter so I get some breather because I know otherwise I'm going to play 39. Yeah, exactly. So the only way I can make sure I'm playing 30 four is uh, let me hack a few people but then uh tips left and ryan was there and towns was Fouls still taking coming. himself out of games so <laughs> that's something that he's gonna have to improve on and i expect him to as we continue forward in our season uh recap here you know let's talk about sort of just like the storylines and sort of some of the you know things that happened this season to me this season took place in in three different parts there was the the butler the Butler era, the Tibbs era, and the Saunders era, right? They break, you can kind of break the season into those three separate areas. My swag is crazy right now. Oh. I think you have to have great dislike for losing. These are the last times How you'll hear this sound. How long are the Tibbs ones going to stick around? We have to improve. 
No, they're gone next season. Up. I feel I brought the Butler ones back when we traded him, yeah. I feel like. But uh yeah, we still got some Tibbs ones in there. Now all Those the, aren't gonna be relevant. Yeah, Tibbs, Butler, they're gonna be gone next season, except for the episodes where I host Neil's gone because <laughs> I never clean out my iPad they're sound always, drops. They're always and, still there, yeah. but whether they're in the app or not. But yeah. Um but yes. I'm never happy. <laughs> lots of Tibbs. But yeah, I mean you think back to to me let, let's go back to the beginning with the drama with, with Butler in, in training camp. It feels like forever ago. And the NBA season is long, so it kind of was. I remember I remember where I was, you know, was when, like September. when all this drama hit. <laughs> and I was at work and like I didn't there was two days last year where I got no work done. One was the MPR raccoon. He started cl- climbing that building across the street from where <laughs> I worked. MPR raccoon. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, I didn't get any work that do- day done that day because it was all about watching that raccoon climb the skyscraper. Yeah, shut and down the other the day was the Jimmy Butler practice <laughs> where it was just t- Twitter exploded. <laughs> and it reminded me like Crazy. all last season we were a good team. You know, it was like we're successful. We're winning more games than we lose. And like Timberwolves fans didn't know how to behave. We we're just like, ner- we we're like, it. Uh, we're winning, but it's not as fun. We don't like it because it's not as fun as when we were winning before Jimmy. And they're like people just didn't know how to handle winning. Yeah. And then the second that we went back to our our you know our comfort zone of dysfunction, Twitter, Wolves Twitter just really slid into their groove. That was yeah. right in our wheelhouse. Where we're like. Yeah, yes, this is what we're used to. We know how yeah. to make jokes about how crazy this whole franchise is. We're not comfortable with just being like a stable franchise who can make the playoffs. Once we're back to disaster zone, that's when we really shine. And that, to be honest, everyone who's listening to this, pat yourself on the back because you all contributed good stuff to Twitter that day. Yeah, 36 wins feels about right. You know, it feels like right back where we're supposed to be. It feels you even know? a little high, to be honest. It feels a little high, yeah. So you know, I that- think it's actually encouraging because it's kind of like the season before we got Butler, we won 31 with the idea being like, Towns is the best player on this team. And this season, I mean, Butler did not help us in the 17 games he played. He hurt us actively. And he so, sat out a bunch of games yeah, and it, was kind the third, of... The 17 minutes, games he was on the team, I should say. Minutes were low. Wow, right. 17 games. I think right. it was 17. Wow, I uh, didn't even look that up. That's, I didn't look it up either. I'm just going off the top of my head. I believe it was uh, 17. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but either way, um, just like those games were lost causes. Cat was terrible. Yeah. We didn't know who was playing. Yeah, but Kat. after he was gone, Cat became the leader of this team, and he showed us that even the leader of this team now, he's he can win five more games than he used to. And honestly, if he had the whole season as leader of this team, he might have been able to win 40 as the best player on this team, which I think is super encouraging because that was what we got the last season of Love. And remember, Love, his last season, he was top three in MVP voting. He won 40 games mm. as the best player on the team. And I think Cat could have easily done that this season so i do think it's encouraging to be like you know we needed jimmy to uh, kind of make the playoffs but now we're like you know even without jimmy and without roco you know it's, so it's basically just subtracting jimmy for nothing because dario was not very effective yeah and, and so i just feel like it's like oh even without jimmy we're almost a playoff team with just cat being our guy yeah we'll definitely be talking about that a little bit in mailbag we had a question about that but you know it's okay so the butler thing happens it's it's nuts it's bad it's, it's toxic dysfunction and they finally do it you know it, legendarily it, it, dis- dysfunctional yeah totally and and they finally rip off the band-aid and, and make the trade much to tibbs chagrin they, they do it they, they kind of force his hand you know if you believe it yeah and, and, and not to and dwell on this it. but just we're glossing over the part where tibbs was like no everything's fine i'm not gonna do it everything's yeah. fine yeah, he's gonna play for us. This is the best practice ever. But you, things, you saw the game of zones, Timberwolves episode, right? Yes, yes, very good. Uh, they very nailed good. it. They yeah. nailed it. And and I guess I just want to talk a little bit about the the Tibbs without Butler time in here, you know, and some of the highlights that maybe came from that, right? Because it wasn't. It was after the trade package happened and Covington was playing and healthy and, and best and stretch Josh, of the season. There was good. There was some good 
moments in especially because sure. we made that trade right before like a nine out of 11 games at home kind of stretch of our schedule and we just won every home game and with Rocco playing we were better than with Jimmy on the team and we we're just like wow we I think we won this trade maybe because Rocco is so good and Dario coming off the bench was was showing great potential and you know obviously Rocco didn't play nearly enough games for us but that stretch right after the trade was my favorite stretch of the season and that's what you see a lot with trades right you you get new guys in here and everybody gets re-energized and it's a whole new thing. Even at the time with, you know, you think about with Tibbs still in control, you know, it was still good vibes. It was still better, you know. Well, sometimes you see a trade and the guy needs a couple of weeks to, you know, sure. learn the Acclimate, other players. And yeah. it just seems like Rocco and Dario hit the ground running right for away. us. And it's just a shame that Rocco couldn't play more games for us. Yeah, and then I guess what happens at that we could point? Have done like, a, we could have done a parody song with the Arcade Fires. Rocco, oh, Coco, oh, Coco. Someday we'll get oh, back Coco. to someday we'll get back to parody songs. Yeah, two right. new two seasons in a row without a parody song. Gosh. Uh, anyway, uh, but then what happened? Where, how did we get to the point where it was like feeling good? But then we got to the point where it was like Tibbs has to go. This is still bad. This is still, you know, rough in here. I can't really remember well, exactly there what was, the... Uh, so with Jimmy, we had a five-game losing streak on the road. We right. had a five-game trip on the road to the West it. Coast. They we lost, lost every single game. Yep. And we said, this is not tenable. Let's get Jimmy out of here. And then we got Rocco and we got Dario. And then we yeah. had another five-game trip to the West Coast where we lost every That's single right. game. Yeah. And it wasn't just those because there was... Trip. We lost, lost to Phoenix. Atlanta. We yeah. lost to Phoenix in Phoenix. We in lost Atlanta. to Atlanta. And I think... We lost to the Pelicans. I don't think Anthony Davis played that game, so it was like a bad loss. But we had like three bad losses out of like five games or something. I remember Glenn citing those. Yeah, exactly. And he cited those. And so I think that, you know, obviously Tibbs was already on Glenn's bad graces. You know, we heard the rumor that if we didn't make the first round of the playoffs last year, Tibbs was going to be demoted. So already Tibbs was kind of on thin ice. I'm never happy. And neither was Glenn, especially with the way Tibbs was treating the, uh, the staff. And not just, you know, the players, but he he was very prickly to the sales staff, the other parts of the organization. He was not ingratiating himself well, which is something that some GMs might not, I mean, some owners might not care about. But Glenn definitely wants someone mm. who's touching every part of the organization yeah. and, and not just being like, I don't care about media. I don't care about sales. I don't care about what's on the court. <laughs> and so I think that it was a combination of those things. But once it became clear, we're probably we're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, it was time to cut bait. And I remember when the, bait, the no, infamous Jimmy Packet, Jimmy practice happens and all this stuff. It's like, okay, Jimmy Butler has to go, but I kind of feel like Tibbs is still going to make it through this season. But then they got rid of him. Like it's thinking back, like it's kind of surprising to me that both Butler and Tibbs didn't make it through the season. Yeah, I agree. I think the Tibbs thing was weird because I also yeah. thought that they would just run out the strain with him. Because you, you make the trade, and it's like, okay, this buys him the rest of the season, right? You know, yeah. like you felt like that was the case. And I don't know what Glenn was thinking. Like Glenn was thinking, like maybe if we start we get Ryan, if we get if we get booing? Ryan in there, we can make the playoffs. I yeah. can't think you'd imagine that. The booing might have been a thing. The, the booing, I think, was big. Glenn, Glenn sits there. Glenn shows up to every yeah, game. He's there. He is there. And he's, he's, hearing sit, it. he's very that's like one of the things I think he likes most about being an owner is sitting courtside. Oh, yeah. And when you hear your hometown crowd booing your coach, I think Glenn would take that, uh, you know, a little harder than most owners would. So so they get rid of Tibbs. And and even though, like, I feel like you're right that like the best stretch of basketball happened when Tibbs was the coach and yeah. we had we had Covington and, and, and uh, you know, Sharks going and stuff. But I feel like the, the most like goodwill happens from this point forward. Like you've got a list yeah. of like memorable moments here. Well, from this season. I, was, I feel like I, they most Mostly come from the Saunders part, right? I was making fun of the fans who said last year, we're winning, but we're not having fun while we're winning. <laughs> and But that honestly is very
very true. You could see this team was miserable last season, despite, despite the your condescending tone that like, you gave with those. Oh fans. yeah, that's, they were right. This is how they sound. <laughs> I heard their voices sound like this. Sound. Uh, you know, it's not, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about all those you're idiots on Twitter. You're talking to a puppy right now. Hey, puppy. <laughs> hey, cute girl. Anyways, uh, good that your dog's deaf. She uh, she would have been yeah, up in here. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying that you know, it's it's one of those things where like. Those people had a point that this team was clearly not having fun or yeah. enjoying themselves. And even though, you know, things they seemed to like each other a little bit more when they got rid of that cancer in the clubhouse that was Jimmy. Of course, who wouldn't, you know, once yes. they get the bully out of there. But they really played with more joy and more happiness when Ryan was here, which, you know, is not the same thing as winning games, but it's sure a lot better than watching your team be miserable, you know. And so I think that the fan base picked up on that, too. Once Ryan was here, the even in the losses, the guys seemed to like each other and they enjoyed playing basketball, which is something you couldn't say last year. Yeah, it's it's definitely you could definitely tell and you could see the vibes were better and especially with the you know the young guys and their relationship with their coach like that must have just been such a relief for them to to have that to have that transition and and I guess when I think about my favorite memories of this season and a lot of them have been you know you know sort of well covered I mean especially the Rose 50 point game and you know it doesn't make my top five memories uh yeah okay but you know for me the the, the sort of moment that really you know talk, you know really encapsulates this whole Saunders thing is is the Thunder game you know oh, yeah on on the road Wiggins has 40 Ryan Saunders it's his first game they throw water on him in the in locker room I love aggressive Wiggins yeah it was a great Wiggins game he always plays wonderful in Oklahoma City and then just like the celebration not just on the offense but he really shut Paul George down it was a for close two seasons game. they won it and then they take in the locker room and that that moment in the locker room of dousing Ryan to the me water. was like the, that was the best moment of the season you know? I agree and that and to me like that is you just felt like we we came out of a dark period and it was like you know what we've turned the corner we might not be better without tibbs but we're definitely have a more bright future you know yeah and and you know those good vibes didn't really continue i mean again we had injuries and there was other losing and the defense was really but bad even, but even like when we got worse i just feel like we didn't get down okay. on ourselves yeah, so we, we were still, still pretty vibes. upbeat and yeah, positive about yeah. it i'm just saying like you would have liked to see okay now they're gonna play you know above 500 the west they are well, that's kind of the worry is that's kind of the worry right with bringing ryan back next season is like i i do believe there's a psychic energy a boost when you like it's almost universal when a coach gets fired the team wins the next game for the new yes, guy that's it's almost that's universal happening. it's like yeah. a rule it's a schedule in the loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy how it just almost always happens that way but it's one of those things where like the newness factor can motivate a team for 20 30 maybe 40 games but then eventually guys get used to the new coach and he just becomes the coach and so that's my only th- worry is that like yeah ryan proved that he could get the guys to work hard for him but next season when he, he's not the interim coach if he's just the coach does he still have that edge i think that that wears i think that wears out pretty quickly and then you're just left with your coaching talent and you know obviously we all are very happy with ryan but he's young and we don't know if he's going to be okay once that you know let's play hard for ryan guys you know motivation factor wears out scott we gotta move on to full court press but did you have any of these other memorable moments you wanted to highlight let me just i'm just gonna spitfire him neil go for it wiggins drops 40 on the thunder ryan saunders wins his first game towns is a buzzer beater against the Grizzlies. Rose scores 50 against the Jazz. Gibson gets thrown out while flipping the bird to the refs. Okogie blocks Harden. Okogie blocks Harden. Uh, What's our Okogie drop? We got some. I guess I got some new ones. I got some new ones. Oh, give me one. This is a good one. Okogie. This kid is a tough 
impressive young defender. He Mike, sure Mike is. Breen on the call. Yeah, and that's the truth. Okogie, what? And that's one thing we're glossing over here, but what a joy to have a rookie like Okogie. What a great uh, season. Great all season, yeah. Uh, Gorky Jang gets thrown out of the Suns game and runs backstage to fight <laughs> Devin Booker. They're going to exchange jerseys. Only saying, you know, uh, we want to tra- trade jerseys out, you know? I mean, Gor- Gorgie has got the quotes. But that is, uh, that's an all-time Gorgie quote. Yeah, we wanted, I want to just extend Jersey with him. Uh, shouts, to, shouts to our boy, uh, you know, Minnesota native, his little brother, staying in college for another year, which is fine. I thought that, like, if the Timberwolves were not in the lottery, that maybe Trey would have come out so he could get draft him. But he realized he's not going to be a lottery pick. So he's like, I'm going to go to Duke for another season. So the the you know the Timberwolves can draft me. Tyus, is, I mean, he's stones for a reason. That's right. Tyus Stone set an NBA record assist to turnover ratio, best in NBA history, six point nine assists to every turnover, and so that's always been a thing where he shines. Uh, Tolliver blocked Giannis in that Milwaukee game at Milwaukee without Cat. That was amazing. He's going to be the MVP, not Tolliver, but Giannis. Uh, Rose had a game winner against the Suns. Towns had a 27-27 game against Anthony Davis and the Pelicans. Wow. Uh, Wiggins dunked on Nikola Mirotic so hard that he probably won't have children because he also need Mirotic in the crotch very hard during that. I mean, that wasn't Wiggins' most devastating dunk on a person. Do you remember the other one? Also in the in the in the Thunder game? No, Noel. Remember? Oh no, him? the first one was against Mirotic though, so that was Pelicans. I know. I'm saying this is in okay, the Thunder. Noel, that yes. Thunder game we're talking about. He like right? dunked him the into the game. crowd. Basically, yeah, he almost injured him. Yeah, Taj Gibson playing defense with a shoe in his hand. He like blocked a shot with his shoe, pretty much. Cat made the All Star team, and then also not a highlight, but something notable. Cat missed his first games of his NBA career because of a car yeah, crash. Five total games he missed. Very scary, you know. I mean, he not all five are because of the car crash, but right. still scary stuff. Yeah. So uh, those are just some highlights. Let us know what your highlights are. I'm sure there's little things that we missed. Uh, hit us up at WolvesCast on Twitter, or even better, go to CanisHoopus.com. There's a post there, and our bo- it's a it's our podcast. And why don't you leave a comment? Because I get a lot of like uh, a weird like personal uh, self-esteem from that and when there's nobody commenting it it does take away from that self-esteem balloon it deflates my self-esteem balloon all right moving on here's the tip okay first thing gm news we have some uh we got some is this gm news or is it pobo news pobo gm if we say gm or what's what what's what well, yeah, right now Scott a- Layden is the GM and he is, you know, the president of b- basketball operations is a position that would be above him. So there is a scenario where they bring in a new president of basketball operations and Scott Layden is still the GM. Right? The rumor out there have both. The rumor out there is that Glenn is leaning towards keeping Ryan and Scott. Right. Layden. Right. So we'll have to see, you know, but, um, th- you know, this week we've had news of, of basically three um, kind of newish. I guess one of them is not really that new, but two of these people are kind of someone that we people we have not really heard connected to the wolves in this search process the first one uh michael winger uh from the los angeles clippers um has been uh given uh permission to speak to the wolves about this job so michael I'll, winger yeah do you know how long he's been with the clippers uh i don't but he, because, he was at oklahoma city before that for okay, a few years well, that's so not i, I think then. just a couple of years yeah because it seems like the clippers really turned stuff around when they got jerry west there so yeah. I don't know how much is Jerry West or how yeah, much Yeah, I know is- Michael's been working um, uh, underneath Lawrence Frank over there. So, Ooh, that's yeah, weird. they got a lot, so he's of, more they got like- a lot of people over there. Yeah, he's an assistant. Okay, like um, a coach? Nah, yeah, no, he's an, you know, he's an okay. assistant GM under Lawrence Frank, who's like in their front office as well. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I love Mike, the moves that the Clippers have made this yeah, past season. Yeah, and that's why I think Basically, people are very excited about Michael, the possibility of Michael Winger. I think he would be number season. one right now in most Wolves fans' eyes as the potential 
person. Yeah, since the Blake Griffin trade, every trade that every move that the Clippers have made from the draft taking Shea Gilgis Alexander to trading Tobias Harris to get Shamet and some draft picks, I just think the Clippers have been crushing this season in terms of their personnel moves. So it's hard once again to you know divvy up that pie saying Jerry West is responsible for sixty percent of this yeah. or whatever. It's impossible to know that. But uh, if if Weiner had any kind of role on that, then it's very encouraging. Another new name the Wolves are talking to is uh, Garrison Rojas. That's Houston. how you pronounce Garrison. I think so. He has been. It's a very inventive is, spelling. It's G E R S S O N. Yeah. Um, Gerson? I bet it's Garrison. Gerson. Though. Gerson um, has been. This is a name I've seen almost every summer for the last few years. He's been working underneath Daryl Morey um, in Houston as assistant GM. And, and man, I, Rojas must just have like a, you know, just a perfect situation in mind because he's always in talks, but then he always goes back to Houston. Um, so it's always like this weird tiptoe thing. So I wonder if this will be the year he signs with somebody. I don't know. In baseball terms, this would be like getting someone from the Tampa Bay Rays front office. Okay. Okay. Where those are the smartest nerds yeah. in, in the sport. Yeah, and the Moneyball team. If, if you can get, you know, the assistant GM or the protege of the GM or anything like that, uh, there's good things that can happen from that because they've been in a front office that looks at the sport a different way. Another name that uh, Wolves fans are familiar with. Familiar. Is Calvin Booth. Um, he is uh, currently working in the Denver um, front office. He's a former Timberwolf, played for one season for the Wolves. And, then and I was- know that because I've sent out baseball or basketball cards of Calvin <laughs> nice, Booth nice, nice, to, nice. to our fans when they order stuff from our shop at yeah. t, not twolves.com, at uh, yeah, wolvescast.com. Look at the shop. Yeah, check it out there. And then uh, Calvin also, um, you know, was a scouting uh, player development personnel with the Wolves from 2013 to 2017. But so, we won't hold that against him. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wonder, wonder what his opinions were on some of those draft. I mean, picks. I guess who he, sc- he wanted to sc- have. Yeah, hopefully he scouted Towns correctly, right? Yeah, yeah really. <laughs> so that name has been someone that has been in the in the rumors a lot. Um, so we've then, also heard about Chauncey. Chauncey, yep. Chauncey's also in the mix. We thought he wouldn't be interested, but apparently, from our guy uh, in charge of the scoops Darren Doogie Wolfson said that uh, Chauncey's open he's open to it yeah, and um, we sh- it should be known also that, uh, or should be said that, that the Pelicans have already uh, taken probably the probably the, the number one guy off the list right now, David Griffin, uh, who is the Cavs GM for the LeBron years. Um, you know, I don't know it, it, all this stuff is it's hard to, again. It's hard to know who does what and who's responsible for what. But David Griffin, I think, was one of the bigger names on the board, and the Pelicans they got him up, they got him right away. So, did you see the news that David Griffin created today? No. He uh, he said that the authority in the NBA in terms of where to eat and drink is Greg Popovich. <laughs> okay. so if Greg Popovich tells you to eat somewhere, you go you there. Go. You go there. No, I love He's it. the authority. Something I saw John Krasinski wrote um, in his piece about, uh, about this stuff uh, for The Athletic that, uh, that I think is good news is that Wolves CEO Ethan Kasson is heavily involved in this uh, Pobo search. You know, I think why it's is good. that good news? I, I don't know too much about Ethan Kasson, but I feel like... He, while he is also a country club guy and the fact that he was with the team like 10 years ago, but then he went off to San Francisco, worked for the, for the 49ers um, in their business office, and and really kind of made a name for himself there. Now he's come back to Minnesota to work for the Timberwolves. So, I don't know. In a way, I guess he is another country club guy. But I like that he went away and came back and kind of made a name for himself. He runs the business operations here. But I just like what he's up to these days. He was famously in the room, along with Scott Layden, to fire Tibbs. Yeah. He's way Which up there. Which makes sense, because Tibbs d- did not play well with the business side. Yes. And but I don't know if I want... The business guy influencing basketball decisions but you're right it's not necessarily saying he has this huge amount of input maybe his amount of input is saying 
yeah, he seems like he'd be more amenable to the business side than Tibbs was. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, might, exactly. that might be the extent yes, of it. So yes. I'm not worried about it, but I, I don't know what he has to and add. And I guess to the just overall, side. it's not really about Ethan. It's just that I like that there's other people involved in this. Yeah. It's not just a Glenn thing. Yes. You know what I mean? The more, <laughs> more, voices, the more I mean. voices at the table with Glenn is definitely a good thing. Yeah, that's what I'm looking Unless for. Unless it's David Kahn at the table. Anything else about GM stuff? We'll see what happens. I mean, this stuff well, is once probably going to be saying, figured out soon. We're saying GM. It might be Pobo. GM, Pobo. President of Basketball Operations for people who don't know the acronym. And it, it will happen soon. I expect this to happen, if not before the lottery, definitely before the draft. And not like a week before the draft, but like several weeks before the draft. So yeah, we got about six weeks probably to the draft. Yeah, maybe about a I month mean, until the, lo- or we're gonna, the lottery. We're going to do this episode. We're going to have an episode next week. Then we'll probably take time off before the draft lottery. But I think around the lottery, we'll be able to record an episode about what ball we get. In terms of our pick, you know, what ping pong ball that we get. But also we'll probably have some news because I think by that time we'll have hired a president of basketball operations. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's uh, keep this thing going. He's hitting up. Jeff Teague. Boom. He had surgery. Oh, great. Jeff Teague had surgery. He had um, debridement surgery. Ah, oh, great. Debridement um, so that is that, that like take a cleanup uh, of the of the knee. Is that a way to like? Make, sorry, ankle. Sorry, is ankle, that a way ankle. to make him throw good entry passes to Left Towns? Ankle. No, that will not improve. Ah, uh, he's darn. too short. His arms are too short for that. It's kind a of thing. beautiful shot from Jeff Teague. <laughs> I like that you chose that. <laughs> it's the only Teague drop we have. Oh, this we do. A, we don't a have a negative one. Matador defense. Oh yeah. Don't forget about Matador uh, defense. This season was Jeff Teague's worst season of his career by far, hands down, very easily, not controversial. Yeah, he well, was, I mean, he had been so healthy for the rest of his career. You that was just a, look at that. That was like his greatest strength. Played. When yeah. Tim signed him, we said Tim signed him because one, he's played like every game of his career. And two, Tibbs somehow feels like he's a great in the playoffs because Tibbs' Chicago Bulls ran against his Atlanta Hawks like a few times. But uh, yeah, this season the bottom fell out on Jeff Teague. He was not healthy. He did not play, you know, even half the season, and he was terrible as terrible as normal on defense. But also lost the confidence to take his three point shot. He, like I said, my biggest complaint about him is that cat gets great and he gets great position down on the block, and then Teague is like, uh, you know, ah. Uh, Maybe he is uh, trying. Yeah, he's like, he holds it for like three to five seconds. Like, I'll fake this way, I'll fake to the right, I'll fake above, I'll fake to the left. You know, what? let's just run a pick and roll for me, and so I can I can get into the paint and then take a bad. Well, player. and these and these two things are related, right? The yeah, idea it, that if he was a willing shooter, his man has to guard him a little closer. You can make that pass, but because his man doesn't know him as a willing shooter, he can sag off and guard the paint a little. Yeah, bit that's more, right. You know, and, and get in the way of and that. Teague pass. has proven that if he's given a wide open three point shot, he'll hesitate and probably <laughs> just wait until his defender try and drive. walks up. Yeah. yeah, he'll have a three to five second window of just not being covered at the three point line. And really, five seconds of being open is kind of the point where Jeff T's like, I should probably take this shot. And he's really good. He's really good when he's wide open and he just shoots a flat. You know, flat. Yeah. He's, he's fine on those, but it, we, it just makes you wish he would take more. So Jeff T has the surgery. He also opts in to his $19 million contract, dollar contract um, for shocked. the, the 1920 season. I mean, even without the surgery, even without the injuries, this was coming. He was going to get that money. Um, and yeah, he was, that's the deal they yeah. gave him. And, and here it is. You know, we'll see. I guess uh, for those of you who are hoping to to get rid of Jeff Teague as soon as possible. Uh, maybe a tra- trade deadline uh, deal in 2020. I, I don't know. It could but- be. It's easy to move a contract that's expiring. But here's my thing, Neil. Mm. And I and here am I to talk all of you Wolves fans off the ledge, yeah. you know, because I've seen the news. And I agree. Jeff Teague was terrible. He was really bad. He cost us lots of wins and he takes up a huge chunk of our cap. But guess what we get next year? We get contract year, Jeff Teague. Inspiring deal. 
And this is what I would do if I were Jeff Teague. If I knew I had He's the opt-in be for 19 million. He's going million, to be better, period. And I was like, you know what? I've got some stuff that's just like weird injuries I need, need to take care of. I'd be like, you know what? I've got one more year on my contract. Why don't I get all the surgeries this year? I'll get everything. I'll rehab my body. I might have a terrible season, but let me get everything fixed in my body so that on my contract year, I'll be totally healthy. I'll be at top form and I can earn that money for the next, you know, big contract, my last big contract in my career. And uh, I think that, you know, as disappointing as Jeff Teague has been, and trust me, he's probably the most disappointing player on the Wolves not named Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. But I do think we're going to have a, a, you know, a vintage Jeff Teague yeah, season next year. return to form. For sure. It won't be better. It won't be worse than this year. And I don't know. I think p- people are rightfully down on him. But also, there's not a better player walking through that door as far as point guard goes. Well, I mean, if you we had I mean? $19 million to spend, maybe. But Well, yeah. You know. But yeah, I mean, you, it's just not happening. So I and he is he is a you know, he's maybe like the 20th best, best point guard in the league or something like that. So it's like the 17th best point guard in the league. I'd so, say 20th. Is yeah. Good. Yeah. So it's like you're you're, you're going to have a hard time getting a better player than him uh, at this moment. And he's not like, you know, again, he's not awful. He's not a great fit with this team. We need him to shoot better. We need him to be more aggressive. Hopefully those things will come. Yeah, I can't wait till Cat has a point guard who's good at passing to him like Ricky was. I remember how good Cat was when Ricky was just like, I'm going to There's get always the something, though. And then that player yeah. can't shoot and, you know, whatever. So there's always going to be, you know, unless you're asking for, you know, Damian Litter to walk through that door. I mean, Kemba? What, what are you saying? Kemba? <laughs> Kemba, yeah. Well, well, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in yeah. mailbag, so we shouldn't spend too much time. All I want to say is to keep you off the ledge, Jeff Teague will have his best season as a Timberwolf next year. Put it in the bank. You heard it here first. He's on fire! All right, one more thing. That sounds that sounds to me like the Game of Thrones theme song. It's back. I had Game of Thrones trivia tonight at Darby's. It's back. Okay, so the Timberwolves had a Dire Wolves promotion. They changed their team name. Only like five seasons too late. Yeah, I suppose. No, before we started this podcast, should have happened. we had a little blog, F.E.I. Timberwolves. We had T-Wolves. I was creating Dire Wolf designs back then. Ooh. That was like 2011, 2012. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna put those in the show notes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like it's so obvious the the, the wolves name is right the in wolves it. around the north. Winter is coming. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All that stuff Winter has just coming. made it perfect for like the Timberwolves to adopt it. And Game of Thrones isn't suddenly popular. It's been super popular. So yeah, it's kind of a, yeah, it's kind of like a, oh, you just figured out in the last season that there's a very easy, awesome cross promotional event here. Okay. So how do you feel about the Dire Wolves promotion that happened? Was it was it good? Did they did they pull it off despite the fact that it was late? Like what did you what did you think about it? Because ha- you you watched Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones. Yeah. I hosted Game of Thrones trivia tonight at yes. Darby's, yeah. Darby's Pope and Grill. Um, on one hand, I'm happy they did it because it's obvious and it's better late than never. It's something that they should have easily done. And we are the team that's most suited to like pair with a Game of Thrones house, and the Starks are awesome. Um, I do think that it's weird timing. They did it in the spring. <laughs> I mean, I know it's technically winter in April in That's Minnesota. The, the premiere of episode one. <laughs> yeah, that ties in. But it's just like one, they could have had more fun with the designs. It was pretty much just adding the Dire Wolf logo, the sigil is what they call it, the Dire Wolf hmm. sigil of House Stark onto the wolf's merch. That's the merch. wolf face? Yeah, okay. the wolf face. Got it. They could have done a lot more inventive stuff, but we, once again, this is why we started our own Timberwolves clothing brand, Neil, is because we know the NBA is very boring and generic <laughs> in terms of what they put merch, out as official yeah. products. And the second reason why we did that, Neil, because everything they sell is way too expensive. It's like $40 for a t-shirt, you know? And it's just like, you're going to pay $40 for this Direwolves t-shirt that's not very creative. Yeah. So I think the merch was a letdown. I think the price was a letdown. I'm hoping I can snatch them up at the inevitable Timberwolves garage sale that they have every year. 
year where you can buy, you know, outdated uh, merch stuff for half the like price. Yeah, that's my favorite one too, but it's thirty five dollars. You know, Neil pointed <laughs> out one of the shirts. So you can see them at uh, the Timberwolves website. Yeah, it's it's fine merch, but once again, it's just overpriced. Um, I and I also think the video is pretty pathetic that they offered. It was just the logo, the Wolves logo changing into the other logo. I do enjoy the photoshops they did of all the Timberwolves players sitting <laughs> on the Iron Throne. Very hilarious. Dario looks terrible. I love the photos. Are, of, these are photoshops. They yeah, have to be. Some of them are really bad. Okogi's is great. Um, I do love that they had photos of like Cat wearing the gear and Dario wearing the gear. Court, yeah. So I'm happy they did it. I think it was really obvious and overdue. So overall, I'm, I'm positive about it. I'm glad they did it. I hope they do stuff like that again in the future. But I just think that, uh, you know, it's a little too little too late. And the stuff was, uh, you know, once again, overpriced. Dire wolves are coming. Once again, you don't have to say the dire wolves are coming. Say winter is coming. We go. are the most like winter <laughs> team. Like, is there an NBA it's team you associate in. with winter more than us? Yeah. No, you know. Yeah. So I just think it's obvious. It's been an obvious connection for a long time. I'm happy they finally did it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like I, I wish they didn't more. All right. Let's get to our sponsor. We got to pay. We got to pay some bills. And uh, this week we have a very special sponsor. Well, every week we have a very special sponsor. This week it's Wiggins Brand Hand Lubricant. And, uh, well, this year, this uh, episode, we're going to do a little something different. Instead of reading the ad ourselves, you know, Wiggins Brand Hand Lubricant came to us and they said, how about you mix it up a little bit? Why don't yeah. you outsource your, your your ad sales at this moment. We know? don't we can't afford your celebrity price for no. the voiceover. Yeah. You know, the no, underwriting it costs money. And to get Neil and I to read the ad, it's it's a premium price. That's right. So we turn to a friend. Um, he goes by Tolly Stones on the Canis Hoopus uh, you know, comment sections. You can look for him there. And wow, Tolly did a great job uh, creating a great read um, for Wiggins uh, brand hand lubricant. Um, so check it out now and uh, go pick up some Wiggins brand hand lubricant. Do you have problems holding on to things where you just can't let go? Do things stick to your hands when you try to set them down? Well, good news. With Wiggins brand hand lubricant, holding on to things will never again be a problem. Just listen to some of our satisfied customers. Hi, I'm famous football player Stefan Diggs, his brother Seth Diggs. Like my brother, I too used to have problems with things sticking to my hands. But now, thanks to Wiggins brand hand lubricant, the slightest breeze knocks things out of my grip. Hello, I'm an average dad. When playing ball with the kids, I used to take it to the rack too strong. It was starting to be a problem. But then I discovered Wiggins brand hand lubricant. And just the other day, my newborn baby stripped me. My wife was so proud. Wiggins brand hand lubricant made her day. Good morrow. I'm a volunteer at the local animal shelter and love to play with the animals. But I'm just so competitive that I can't bring myself to let go in playing tug of war with the animals. But now, thanks to Wiggins brand hand lubricant, even the crippled kitten can take toys away from me with ease. Thanks, Wiggins brand hand lubricant. Wiggins brand hand lubricant. Look for it anywhere Bigfoot is sold. Thank you so much to Wiggins Brand Hand Lubricant for their sponsorship and support of Wolf's And thanks to Tolly Stones, fans of Tolly Stones. Tune in next week. Oh, we might have another might ad. Be for something, them. Might be something might else be something. for you. All right, next up, it's time for Mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. Letters all letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. 
Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Mailbag time. We have a whole stack of letters. They are all piled up neatly here. We took them out of the big burlap sack. And, wow, we're going to open them up. and uh, They're not going to be as have. lightning round as Rob and I like to do. Because Neil, you know, he slows it down. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we got we got a couple here. That's because is... I like to include every single question that gets asked, even if it's stupid. This is every single them. question except for one, and it's because we already talked about the things. So all right. I well, included them all. There weren't that many. You guys can maybe do a little, you know, throw us some more next time. I, I understand, though. It's not wolf season anymore. So yeah. asking the day of on Twitter, it doesn't work as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get into it. Number one, question one comes to us from Sarah. You should have put in your tweets that it's okay to ask me fancy baseball questions. And uh, I'd also be like, yeah, you know, Corbin Burns probably one. shouldn't be on your team. Sarah at Sarah Joe Murph says, do we miss the playoffs this year if Rocco is healthy all season? Good question, Sarah. Scott, what do you think? If he's healthy all season, plays 82 games, you know, do we miss the playoffs? Regardless, I always miss the playoffs when they're done. It's such a good time of the season, and then it's like they're done, and you have to wait all summer, and I miss the playoffs. No. What I mean is, uh, this is a great question, and my answer is no, Neil. I think we make the playoffs with Rocco. He's yeah. the second best player on our team. We were only, I mean, we're 11th, but like you know, that's the matter of winning. Like, I think if Rocco was healthy all season, could we win another six or seven games? Yes, and would that put us... I don't know. That puts it around 42. You know, that's we'd be uh, in the mix. Yeah. You know, because I feel like I'm kind of talking myself out of it right now. Well, I, I think you're kind of you're, you're you're misguided to just simply tack on those wins because we would have more wins. I think because like, we said like they shut down guys and stuff that they wouldn't have shut down. You're right. If, if we, we were, were in the, the playoff hunt, we wouldn't have shut down Taj Gibson when yeah. we did. Derek Rose probably would have gutted it out a few more games and Jeff Teague might have not gotten his, his season ending surgery. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to say they'd for sure make it, but they would be right there. And especially like, when you consider the handful of games we lost by just like a couple points Rocco would definitely be the difference maker so yes we'll say I yes throughout this terrible absence of his we have forgotten how great he is he is he is a fantastic two-way player even better than I think the player we saw play in a Timberwolves uniform Robert has been one of the elite defenders in the league for a long time. Just hitting threes. First I mean, team all sure, defense. Yeah, so many things. I think he's very underrated, especially because he's been out for so long. So, I don't know. I think for sure we would be in the mix. Things would be a lot better with Rocco. Can't wait for next season to see him alongside Towns and Sharich and all these guys together. I think it'll be good. So, I say yes. We would have made the playoffs. Neil, yeah. you say yes? Yeah, I'm going to be yes. There I'm we go. Yes, come on. All right. Uh, next question is from Nick. Uh, he writes in all the time. Nick Stumo Lager, you know Nick uh, Fe- Langer, Langer, Langer. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know if that's how. Brother no, it's, you're right. It's Langer. I also uh, have a speech impediment with the NGs, so I don't even know. Uh, Nick says, "Future of the point guard position in Minnesota?" Question mark. It's not really a question. He just says, "Talk about the point guard position." Teague alert. Rose questions and Tyus admiration. Yeah. Um, so we know Teague will be back. Rose. Up in the air, Tyus up in the air. Um, you know, these, uh, I don't know about Rose and Tyus. I could really see this stuff going a whole bunch of different ways. I hope that Rose is not back. I hope the Wolves, uh, whoever the uh, uh, president of basketball operations and GM decide that this person is, um, you know, not someone who can be healthy for, you know, uh, enough time to be able to play meaningful minutes and to be, be able to, you know, you know, be an actual contributor to, to this team. I also think if you ask yourself what are Rose's motivating factors at this point, point they also don't align, they don't really line up with the wolves like yeah. in the adidas sense he probably wants to be in a bigger city bigger market i mean yeah. that's what adidas wants for him but yeah. 
I could also see Rose. I said this season, it's a shame that Rose isn't like the sixth to eighth man on a playoff team because I think like he could come in on one playoff game, score 20 points off the bench and be like the deciding factor of a playoff game. And he was just denied that opportunity because he was stuck with the Wolves this season. So I think that like for Rose's like basketball sense for the fit, you know, in terms of sponsors, I think that it's best outside of Minnesota. And as far as Jones goes, I think they, the Wolves need to be very careful with this one. I This is a trap to me right here. It's a trap. <laughs> as uh, the late Edmund Akbar would say. team anyway. We all know that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, it's a thank, trap. Thanks, What's your Jimmy? best Admiral Akbar? Give me your best one. It's a trap. It's a trap. Anyway, uh, Tyus, they got to be careful here because I did not enjoy how Tyus finished this season. I'm not super high on him right now, and I'm worried that he will be overpaid for the Wolves due to the hometown thing and everything. So I, I'd like to see him back. I think he's a great backup point guard. I don't think he can start. Um, and I just hope that they don't go over like $8 million, $7 million a year for uh, him. We won't. I'm confident. I'm not, I've, I've been, I'm I've been re- leading the charge. You know, there's very few things that I've been right about that I plant my flag in the dirt in terms of the Twitter, uh, Timberwolves blogosphere kind of stuff. But I, I've just, I've always been leading the charge that Tyus, like we hometown fans, really see his value and like maybe overvalue him. No, not maybe, definitely overvalue him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think that other teams, you know, every team has a point guard that's better than Tyus right now. Most teams have a better backup point guard than Tyus right now and especially with the kind of like down season that he had I know he he was a very you know in some ways it was a down season for him. awful shooting percentages he just didn't finish at the rim very well um, I don't think any team in the league can look at Tyus and be like, yeah, he could be our starting point guard. He can't. Like assist to turnover and, and stuff isn't going to get you. That's that's great. It's, it's like it's a fun, niche ratio kind of thing. You know, you got to like, score. I'm sorry. Like yeah. to be a point guard in this league right now, you have to score the ball. So I don't think Tyus will be signed to starting point guard money. I really doubt that anyone's going to throw like a bunch of money at him, especially after the season. So I fully expect, just like I was sure that Jeff Teague would be back, I'm also like as sure that Tyus will be back on a team-friendly contract. I'm not worried about it. But that's not the future of the point guard position for Minnesota, which is the question. I yeah. don't, Like next season, the point guard position this will be... the holding pattern for yeah, next year, right? Next season will be Teague and Tyus, and maybe we draft a point guard, or maybe we sign someone, you as know, like Mo, Mo Williams as the third as guy, a, you know, or what's our guy? As Lo, new, Lorenzo Brown. As a new backup, even. Someone yeah. that if Tyus signs elsewhere, we'll have a new backup, maybe. Yeah, so, so I, I think that next season we're kind of set in stone. The question is, after next season... Who, what's going to be our point guard situation? Because Teague will be gone, right. and Tyus will still probably be a backup. And I think that's a more interesting question. And for that, for me to answer that, I would have to look at the free agents for two years from now. And, you know, I just think Hard that, to know. Yeah, but that is definitely something worth keeping an eye on because next season, like you said, could we trade Jeff Teague midseason? Could we trade anyone midseason? And if we did trade someone, I think point guard, finding a starting point guard is going to be one Huge. of the biggest deals over the next yeah. season or two because I really think Cat will only go go as far as a point guard who can hook him up with good looks you know we'll take him a couple more quick ones here uh barl anthony towns love it barl barl uh anders at anderson logan underscore on twitter writes is wiggins still on the roster by this time next year so by by april 2020 is wiggins still around yes scott says yes he pushed he pushed the button he says yes um, man, wishful thinking has me saying no, but I, I don't see anybody trading for him, so nah. I'm going to say yes, too. But I think I have hope for the new Pobo to come in and maybe try to do something with this. The, guy, the next person, That's my only hope. the number one thing, the next coach, I mean, Britt Robson, our guy, our favorite writer, our favorite podcaster, Britt Robson, bet on the pod. 
he, I mean, he's rightfully said we should judge Saunders and mostly on what he can get out of Wiggins. And I agree that like the next president of basketball operations, the next GM, whoever they may be, they Same should be standard. judged solely on what we can get out of Wiggins because he's the biggest X factor. We know we have an all-star in Towns, but like Towns only his ceiling is limited if the second best play, paid player on the team is Wiggins. And so Wiggins is kind of like the X factor for us. I don't think we're going to be able to trade him for anything of value. No, I've been on the record matter. saying I, that. I don't think that matters anymore. Yeah, his, They need to get rid of him and even, even if they have to just be an even deal just so they can move on and sign new guys, right? But like once again, you're not going to – Get, I mean, maybe you're suggesting what we trade him for expirings. I'm hoping it can be an expiring. I hope it's not. A, and then I we hope, just, I'm hoping it's like a flat deal. And then we just like hope even. we can buck the historical trend that nobody signs in Minnesota. Well, ever. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be a big star that comes through here, but just someone who's an efficient basketball player. You know, that's all I want. You know, what I mean, it's not you're not going to get a star, obviously, but like I hope that they can sign somebody who can approximate some of what Wiggins does, but efficiently. It's never good when, you know, you miss shots. <laughs> Um, with Wiggins, I do. I'm on the record as saying, remember everyone, every year his deal gets better, more tradable. So I also think that like second year of a five year max contract, not very movable next year, but, uh, and I don't anticipate it getting moved, but maybe two years from now, he only has three years left. Maybe three years from now, he only has two years left. It becomes easier to move this guy. But you know what? I also expect, and I've been burned by saying this before. Look at me coming back to this Kool-Aid, not learning my lesson. I expect Wiggins to be better next year than he was this year. Next question comes to us from Adam at Lagomite on Twitter. Shouts to Adam. Uh, would Tibbs have kept his job if he would have been winning? Yes. Or do you think the Butler fiasco doomed him regardless of win percentage? Also, so yes. I'm kind of confused about the question. Like, Here, Here's my, yeah, I mean, there's two different mean? things what, here. what does it mean? Well, I mean, I do think that if the Wolves have been winning and even With if. Butler? No, like without Butler. Butler. So Butler gets traded. Is Butler the thing. gets traded and winning. So do you is think great. that like Butler alone was the death knell for Tibbs? Like once he was gone, Tibbs was also screwed. Or do you think that like if Butler was traded and Tibbs rallied this new team to the playoffs, that Tibbs would still be our coach today? Is kind of the question. And I would say that yes, I think that Tibbs would have been given till the end of the season if Butler. We traded Butler and we had Rocco and Dario back, and Tibbs coached them to the playoffs. I think that Tibbs would have been able to finish the season. But I think that we would have lost in the first round. And considering that Glenn and Ethan don't like Tibbs because of how bad he is with the business side, I think that yeah. Glenn would have been like, hey, we lost in the first round last year. We lost in the first round this year. Sorry, Tibbs. Uh, goodbye. So I think that it would have extended Tibbs' uh, career you know, another 40 games. Yeah, six months. But I don't think he would have been, have been the coach for next season, even if we had made the playoffs and lost in the first round this year. Yeah, I agree. All right, final question from Shay at Shay underscore Carr on Twitter. C A R R. My second favorite Shay. Oh. <laughs> What's your take on early afternoon slash late morning weekend games? I feel like the Wolves don't get enough of those. Uh, and I cut off the rest of the question. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's about uh, early afternoon, late morning weekend games. The Wolves don't get them because they're pretty much like reserved for Eastern Conference, like, right? Like you have to yeah. be in the Eastern time zone, really. It's like Brooklyn Nets get all the noon games or whatever, right? It seems like, that way for the most part. But sometimes, time zone thing, sometimes we're else. in Orlando. Playing, yeah, you can be you know, the away yeah. you can be the away team, and then yeah, you maybe get thrown a bone once or twice. But I mean, I think this is like one of those I like things where watch? Like, I, I don't teams. Know. I feel like it screws both teams. You know, like nobody in the league likes playing. It's not like one team up your schedule. No team gets an advantage from playing earlier, but. I mean, the Timberwolves, even back to KG, KG, you know, hated matinee games. He hated them. Spoke very... Famously, you know, yeah. Famously and, did not like them. Yeah, and so, like, I agree with him that 
we always come out flat. We don't seem very motivated. And I don't even think it's like a laziness factor. I just think as an NBA player, you get into a routine. You have your shoot around, you have your lunch, you have your, you know, your your afternoon nap, you have your come out and warm up, you have your stretching, you have your, you know, I think that these people are creatures of habit. That's the way I've been with any sport I've ever played. And, you know, no one's ever paid me money for that. So I, I can get that. And but as a fan, I like it. I don't mind. You really, know, it's fun. I mean, it's. I mean, I like the. I like the idea of like not every game has to be at seven p.m. I can understand where the players are coming from, Have but you, like I don't. Do you ever watch one of those yeah, Madden games I like live? Watching, I like watching afternoon basketball. You games watch them on live. Sunday. Yeah, I don't watch it. I always watch them on replay. I don't watch the it's NFL. Like, I'm busy on my afternoons. You know, well, like, that's fine. I mean, but uh, yeah, I mean, these days it almost doesn't matter because it's such like an on-demand culture of like, yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna watch, you watch it, it when anyway. you watch when you're ready to watch. So, yeah, but, no, I'm not. I'm not watching a Sunday basketball. I just game think every like, week, but I don't. I I enjoy the idea that there are different time frames for games. Like that's all. I just think that like it's very clear from both teams that they're playing at like 80% tops. Like sure. I think can both, be a both lower teams quality. look sloppy. There's never a game. There's never been a Madden game that I can remember where it was like, both these teams are at the top of their levels right now. They're both playing like this is a playoff game. I never feel that way. And I think, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that it is, it has been historically like the Knicks are in this game. Yeah, stuff. Like, yeah that's true. If you want, I think it, they should try and get some better teams in some of these games sometimes. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's cool. That they mix up the game games but yeah you can there there is a market at times you know lower quality to some of these games the best thing i could say work out well. the best thing i could say about like madden 8 games is they let a lot of school kids come in in groups and right. like cheer you know yeah. it's like this section is all kids from farmington elementary school yeah you know all right that's it for mailbag so i hate them appreciate everybody uh sending in some questions we'll do it again uh here in a few episodes or whatever but uh for now thank you so much for your questions uh up next Time for Weekly Wolfies. Now presenting your Weekly Wolfie. Yes, a segment to give away awards. Did you hear of the week where I gave you the award? Neil? Thank you. This one I see you. Wolfie winner, Neil. Smiling the whole way. Smiling Knows how to thread his along. tweets. Aww. He's so good at threading them now. I've been doing it. I know how to do it. You got on me about it. And now whenever, whenever I continue on with the topic, I oh, reply I reply to myself. It's so great. That's how it works. But yeah, Weekly Wolfies. Let's get it going here. Let's all, let's give out some awards. I'll get us started. I'm going to give... Uh, this is my uh, yearly, my annual soapbox where I get up and say, you guys need to buy M- WNBA League Pass, please. <laughs> it is still... Yes. I just got my email yesterday that it would be auto-renewing here um, in a few weeks. And uh, yep, it's still $9.99, folks. Oh yes. my God, what this, a price. Despite the growing popularity of the WNBA and uh, everything like that uh it is 9.99 to watch the entire season of WNBA basketball Links games are blacked out though right uh, i believe so yep depends on your yeah if you use a vpn or something like that you can get around it though yeah, so neil don't let that famous, stop you neil famously cheats and yep, has use, his vpn running through london so he can best, watch some wolves games yes but, but let me tell you as a fan of fox sports north or go, fox sports yeah, go yeah you can stream all the games there all yep. you need is to have some member of your family with a cable subscription there you go i don't have a cable subscription yeah. but my parents do and my in-laws do and yeah. i just use their login information i can stream twins timberwolves Link 
Lynx games live. Yeah, so watch your Lynx games via that way, Fox North Go. But then watch the rest of the league. Even if, listen, I, and I'm saying this, even if you don't plan on watching a lot of WNBA games this year. It's nine ninety. Can you please donate $10 to the WNBA? Like, they're dying over here. Like, it's rough times. They are literally yeah. dying. <laughs> Well, maybe not. They're a little bit injured yeah. And, 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 yeah, not really having a lot of money to fall back on. But please, if you can, nine ninety nine, you get the whole season. Even if you watch one game a month, even uh, you know one game all season, I feel like that's definitely worth it for you. So please check out the WNBA this summer. I, and that's really my point Neil, I overall. I paid at least $30 in subscriptions I don't use <laughs> but I have not canceled yet yeah, this really, month. Yeah, really. You're, really, you're, you're definitely paying for more stuff than you're not using, folks. It's ridiculous. Uh, here. So, and, yeah, overall, my, my main point is also watch the WNBA this summer. It's coming around the bend. Uh, Tip-off is uh, May 25th um, for the season, so it's coming up here in about a month, and uh, the league needs your support, and if you love basketball, you're going to love the WNBA, and buying league pass is a great way to do it. And you know what? I've subscribed to HBO now for the next two months because I want to see Game, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Of Thrones. Yeah. Those are my two months with HBO. I will share my password with you if you subscribe to the WNBA <laughs> League Pass. And that Aww. way you don't have to subscribe to HBO. Just nice. tweet me and I will share my password. And that way you can spend that money. It's $20 a month for HBO. Only $10 for beautiful. League Pass. Beautiful. So, beautiful. It's All right. That's fine. Scott, what you got for uh, Weekly Wolfies? Neil, I'm filled with regret. Every day of my oh, life, no. it's just failure and things I wish I had done. Sure, and just sure. like, yeah. you know, a lot of bitterness, sadness, hopelessness, just yeah. a general kind of malaise regret. about everything I feel about my life today, also my future prospects and my regrets about things in the past. True. Um, I didn't do a good job this season. I didn't. I didn't do as good of a job. I wanted to do better on the podcast. I wanted to do uh, better by Canis Hoopus. Well, I think you did a good job. And uh, well, you know, I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> I know you're doing your best. I stopped doing Wolvescast Digest after like two or three weeks at the beginning of the season. I uh, wanted to I be a person. It. And, you know, it wasn't for any good reasons. It was for pathetic reasons. Like, you know, just me not being able to be a good arbiter of my time and stuff like that. Are you giving yourself a Wolfie right now? No. Uh, You know, it sounds like I'm getting ready to give myself a bad Wolfie. And trust me, I've deserved it. It's never been done on the show before. But I will say that I want to give something to Canisupus. It's the kind of content that is different and new and kind of the stuff that I always aspired to create for Canis, which is something that's not happening now. But just uh, the best addition to the Canis team this year has been jennifer universe she's amazing she has some books out there check them out look her up on amazon and she teamed up with our boy the eic john meyer the daily wolf himself you know (laughs) Ah, you know son son of the best analyst of timberwolves basketball games twins fan right now that's right twins fan that's my jam rounders music play the rounders music (laughs) uh they had a great article at the end of the timberwolves season called verses of the wolves and John Meyer, I'm going to assume, wrote the verses. The artwork was by Jennifer Universe, who was very talented. It's kind of like a poem about the Timberwolves season going through the highlights with uh, uh, just some great illustrations, really, by Jennifer Universe. And just uh, this is the kind of stuff I wish I saw more of on SB Nation. This is the kind of stuff that yeah. makes me be like, man, you know, when you, somebody creates something really good and you're just like... Ugh, I could have done that. Yeah, you know? I wish I did that. Yeah, and I couldn't have made these illustrations. They're beautiful. Right. But I just feel like this is the kind of content I love. And right, you're right. The combination of the illustrations mixed with the different kind of writing. And stuff yeah. is so good on Canis. We don't, I mean, we shout out Canis every week, but like, I can't mm. emphasize this enough. Very talented reporters, very talented writers, illustrators, some great stuff happening on Canis. So for this Wolfie, I just want to give a shout out Jennifer Universe, John Meyer. 
the Daily Wolf. And, of course, Canis Hoop is for what they're doing. Check out Versus of the Wolves. Neil will link it in the show notes. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun. And you're definitely going to make want to make one of these illustrations your phone wallpaper. <laughs> I like the one of Okogi blocking hearted myself. <laughs> nice. Yeah, check that out in the show notes. And, uh, yeah, let's wrap this thing up with the game. What we got? All right, Neil. This is the end of the season. We're talking about statistics because, stats, as my friend stats, Jim stats. Pete says... Statistics are fun. No, they aren't. Oh, well, they can be. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes. Uh, I've already made a flip. All right. Now Depends I got, on the stat. I've got five stats. They are either career highs or career lows for Timberwolves players. Got it. I will give you the stat and say whether it's a career high or a career low, and you will name the Timberwolves player that owns that stat. Let's do it. All right. Number one, Neil. Career low, 42 games played. Wow. 42. Career low. First thing I think about. And this is not my answer. Is Derrick Rose? He's he's definitely played less than that. Though. Oh yeah, he's played like thirteen. He's played, one yeah, yeah, yeah. So man, this could be a couple different people, but I'm going to go ahead and guess. Guy we kind of just recently talked about, Jeff Teague. That's correct. By a wide margin. What about Taj by a wide Gibson? margin? What about Taj? Is he had a career low? Uh, no, it wasn't a career okay. low. He's had some injuries before. Yeah. All right, Neil. Career low. Thirty-four point eight minutes per game. Wow. Career low, 30.8. So let's say 35. 30. Point eight. No, it was 34.8. So let's say it's just 35 minutes per game, career low. So this is a starter. This is a player that played a lot, but less than they've ever played before in their career. Uh, it's either Wiggins or Towns, but Wiggins, I still feel like he played more than this. So I'm going to guess Towns. Oh, it was Wiggins. Who has led the NBA in minutes wow, since he came into the league? Only 34. Only 34, which is an insane amount what of was minutes Towns? still. Do you know Towns? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, Giannis played like 28 minutes a game this season or something. Like, they were great at limiting his minutes. Yeah. And he's still going to be the MVP. But I think Towns is also low, lower than last year, maybe. Yeah. But maybe I, agree. I think I saw. I think a lot of that's a foul that trouble, too. It wasn't a career low for him. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next his up. Rookie year. Career high, Neil. 12.4 rebounds per game. Career high. 12.4. That has to be Towns. No one else is there. That. That's yeah. correct. That's yeah. one of the best five rebounding marks in the league, yeah. for sure. Wow. And that's so, his best. Wow. Yeah, he's still improving. And we said earlier in the show, he also had a career high in assists yes. as well. So, yes. Actually, no. Maybe that was me explaining the game. Yeah, no, it wasn't on, it it wasn't wasn't on, on the air. Yeah. It was 3.4 assists. I was giving Neil a demo of the game, and 3.4 assists was a career high for Towns. So, throwing that hook pass. Uh, uh, that's right. Dario's <laughs> cutting. Boo Aldane is cutting into that lane. Yeah. All right, Neil, two more. 6.9 points per game. Career high. 6.9 points per game. Oh, wow. 6.9? Yep. Career oh, high. Is it, is it a rookie? I know it isn't. Okay. It's so not it's a, a rookie. It's been at least two years in the league. And at least two years with the Wolves as well. Ooh. It's not someone new. 6.9 points per game. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Um... Wow. Uh, not so okay. Should so they've been with, this one. with the team before. It's not like Gorgie. It's not like because uh, yeah, Gorgie scored more per game for sure. Is it Tolliver? <laughs> it is Tyus Jones. Six point nine is a new career high for Tyus Jones. Nobody's paying him. Everybody. <laughs> Nobody's gonna pay him money. We're gonna be able to get right. him back on whatever deal it's we offer him. Fourth year and he hasn't scored seven. And his career high is six point nine. He said it this season. Okay. All right. And last one, Neil. 19 three-pointers made. Career high. 19 total threes on the season. Yep. Uh, I feel like there's, this limits it to like two players, probably. I think it's Gorgie. 
That's yeah. correct. Gorgie actually tied his career high. He's at 19 oh, one other time. Yeah. So, yeah, Gorgie, career high 19 three-pointers per game. Let's raise it up, Gorgie. Let's keep it going up. And what I like about Gorgie and those threes every time, it's a corner three. Oh, yeah. I don't mind that at he all. He does not if take that above the break. he's taking these above the break, I'm like, okay, what are you doing out there, man? But, like, no. these corner threes, I love them. He's always he, wide open. It's great. His favorite shot is to be one step inside the three-point line, taking, like, an 18-footer, you know? And he's good at them. He's yeah. good at them, too. So I don't begrudge him that. He, he can maybe bump those attempts up. I don't know what if they are. If he gets are, the minutes. He just like, needs to get the yeah, minutes. Right. That's all yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, if right. he got the kind of minutes he was getting in the final two weeks of the season, all season long, I think he would have hit 30. It is a minutes thing. Yeah. All right. Boom, we did it. That's the end of the show. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks for being back, Neil, in the yeah, country. We back up in here. Um, are you going to leave the country this week or are you going to be back next week? I think I'm going to come back. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay. Two I'm weeks not in going a row. anywhere. I'm Two weeks stay. in a row. I'm going to stay here. Next week, we have a lot of talk about what's coming up with the Timberwolves' future. We're going to look ahead to the offseason. We're going to talk about free agents. We're going to talk yeah. about draft picks. Yeah, this, this we're going to talk about, about looking back. We're going to look forward to players and what might happen. State with the draft. Fair booths, who's going to oh. be there, what's going to be on sale. Wow, we're really looking forward. <laughs> Yeah, we're that's what I'm August. saying. We're, we're doing summer. <laughs> so we will have our uh, summer preview next week. We hope you all join us. And uh, you know what? We thank you for joining us. For Not just this week, but uh, if it's your first episode, hey, Might wow, be. you picked a weird episode, but thank you for joining. I would recommend you go back and check out some previous episodes because uh, we have fun games. But uh, if you've joined us before, if you've joined us in all the season, I just want to say thank you. It's thank been you. an up and down season. But uh, we're a weird year. Yeah, but we're, we're used to the downs more than the ups. But we're here for you. You know that. And you know what? Every season we're going to bring you something new. So we want to say thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing this with your friends. You know, uh, we try to do what we do to promote the show. But honestly, the most new listeners we get are from people word of mouth. And we have some of the best people in terms of sharing it word of mouth. So we thank you really from the bottom of our hearts. It's been another amazing season. Our fourth season. And the season we hit 100 episodes, you know. And, yeah. Uh, Central you know, Arc. I think that the future is even brighter for the Timberwolves. I think that we've got some great stuff coming up and there's going to be all kinds of fun stuff happening this summer. So thank you to you, the listener, first and foremost. Thank you to Canis Hoopis. Second season there. We love them. And once yeah. again, they're so talented. Uh, one, the best Timberwolves blog. Uh, hat tip to, you know, obviously Wolf Among Wolves and some of the other blogs out there, but Canis Hoopis, the best in the class, best fans, best comment section. And we're not going anywhere, you guys. We're going to be back. We're going to be back. You know, until, until the Daily Wolf tells us to <laughs> stop showing up we're gonna be back Um, but thank you to Rob with an H uh, for hosting this season and we'll be back next season it's not the end of the season it's the beginning of something new and greater thanks y'all see you next week if you were a pro wrestler what would your wrestling name be? I'd probably say something that uh, D'Angelo always says when he sees me, probably Cat Daddy or something like Cat that. Daddy, he always follows me that. And he sings it every single time. How does he sing it? What do you mean? Wait, he always hits me with the Cat Daddy. That's your theme song. I love it. <laughs>